18 through 19. I want to speak to you today about moving forward. Say moving forward. How many have had in your life bad experiences with people, situations, work, and hard seasons that you went through? Raise your hand. Almost everybody. I mean, I'm, I put my hand with both hands here. All of us have had tough moments. Let me tell you something. Life is not a walk in the park. Life can be a war sometimes. And all of us have had experience in our lives that we want to forget. But sometimes, listen to me right now, sometimes people have gotten stuck in a divorce, stuck childhood trauma, stuck rejection, financial loss. Something happened 10 years ago that made your life shift and you had no... Um, Strength to move past that. But God. Say but God. When God intervenes. He gives you power. To overcome all life struggles. I'm not here. Trying to diminish anyone's pain. Or be insensitive. To your trauma or pain. Because listen. Uh, offense. Trauma. Rejection. All of that sucks. I know it's not the language that you're like, oh man, the pastor's saying that. But it's true. I'm, I'm just being real with you. No one likes to suffer. No one likes to have pain. No one. But in life, it is unavoidable that you go through hard times. Unavoidable. You will go through hard times. Tell your neighbor that. I'm not prophesying that over you. I'm prophesying victory over you. But I'm just saying that there will be challenges in the way like there has always been. However, when God steps out on the scene, listen to me, everything changes. I realized that I had difficult, let, let me give, let me be real with you. When I was a child, I was very bullied at school. Very bullied. I'm talking about um, going to play with kids that were older than me. And I remember, and I'm not saying this, oh, sorry, Pastor Hermes. No, no don't feel sorry for me. I'm not a victim. I remember going up to play with the slider, uh, is, is, is lighter? slide, sorry, the slide. And then there was an older kid, he looked at me, and he didn't like me for some reason. But he was much older than me, much bigger, much stronger. Then he looked behind him, I was behind him, and he lifted his uh, legs and kicked me on the face. Boom! And I was like on the ground. And I was crying like, oh, my God. I was like four or five. The kid was like 10 or 11. And I went crying like, oh, my God. Oh God. And then, and then uh, they called my parents in. And, oh, you know, the kid, his dad went through a divorce. And that's why he, he did that. I'm like, okay, it's none of my business. I went through a lot during my childhood because I was uh, advanced in school. And I was bullied. But when I came to my teenage years, I mean, everything stopped, thank God. Amen? But I realized, either I am going to be a traumatized kid, or I'm going to be a healed kid that doesn't allow my hurt to affect others. 
and I chose the healing way. I'm sharing that with you, not just say, not for you to feel sorry, because there was so many years ago, 34 years ago, to be exact, or 35, I was healed in my heart. And I forgave these kids and these teachers that were adults and did evil to me. And I released my heart. You know what happened? I'm free. Why? You have to choose the way of healing. You have to choose the way of freedom. I don't want to be stuck in my past. And that's what God wants you to do. He does not want you to be stuck in the pain of your yesterday. And he does not want yesterday to affect your present. Remember this. Everyone in the Bible had to choose to move past their hurt and release for a new future and a new hope in Jesus' name. And I want to read a scripture to you out of Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 through 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is telling the people of Israel during the time of captivity of Babylon. That's the context. God speaking when they were in captivity, when they were bound, God was telling them, do not remember the things of old. If you dwell in the past, you shall never be free. But pastor, it is my right. That happened with me. Doesn't matter. You have to make a conscious decision before the Lord today and say, I choose the way of healing. I choose forgiveness. But that person did not deserve that. You know, when you hold on to something in your heart, do you know who is most affected or the other person is really affected you are sometimes people have moved on and then you are holding on to that grudge and that offense and that pain and that and that anger and that and then people are living their lives having a good time on vacation you're like when you choose to hold on you're never free But I chose the way of healing. I chose the way of forgiveness. I chose the way of freedom for myself, for me. You got to do the same. So God said to the people, do not remember the things of old. I will do a new thing. As long as you remain in the past, you shall never see the, the new thing that the Lord has for you. Can somebody say amen? And let me tell you, sometimes this is easier said than done. Because of the emotions and things of that nature. But let me tell you what. When you make a decision like you're going to make today, God will help you make that come to pass. If you say, I don't have the strength, but I choose consciously that I want to be free from my past. You know what God will do? The Holy Spirit will come and minister healing to your heart and strength. But you got to make a way for him. When you were saved, you had to respond to the call of God for salvation. How many had to say yes to Jesus? The same way goes for the healing of your heart. You got to make a conscious decision. Say, yes, I want it. I don't feel like it, but I want it. So many people have lost children, for example. And I'm not, I, I, I don't even imagine what it is like to losing a child. So I, I don't, I don't have a child, but I, I know it's a pain that I cannot even describe. How many have kids here? Can you even imagine that? No. And I'm not judging the, the people. But I'm just saying, I've seen parents who lost children and they lost their lives. 
And I've seen parents who lost children and they still feel that emotion of that pain, but they continue their lives with the strength of the Holy Spirit. I'm saying it is a conscious decision you have to make if you're going to allow your past to defeat your present and your future. When you give power to your past, you defeat your present. I'm telling you, even the good things are supposed to be remembered as a, as a memorial and as a way of inspiration for now, but not to dwell there. I've seen preachers that, you know, in 1980, I've done this, and that's awesome, and praise the Lord for that. In the 70s, oh, I've, I've went to countries and said, oh, in the 70s, it was awesome. Okay, that's great, but for some years, if, if, if it is 1972, now it's 50 years. What is God doing now? Even in the victories, don't live in the victories of the past. Remember them and praise God for them and share them. But don't dwell there. Because God does not intend for us to live in the past. Go to Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. I want to, to share this with you so that you can come out of what is uh, holding you. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Oh, what did he say? Forgetting? Those things which are behind. Why do you keep bringing it up all the time? Why will you just uh, rehearse that on your own mind? I'm not just saying to other people. On your own mind, keep harboring, remembering all the time. And then guess what? You are not free because you hold on to that thing that was stuck to you in the past. And therefore, you can never see victory because as long as you remain stuck in the past, you shall never see breakthrough. Oh, pastor, it was not you. You don't know. Listen. Apostle Paul, if there was someone that suffered more than he did for the gospel, I, I don't know. <laughs> Paul was like, man, shipwrecked, persecuted, conspired against, uh, uh, public, publicly beaten. And he says, I don't think I have apprehended, I mean, perfection. But one thing I do, one thing I do, and I, I choose to listen to Paul's advice because I think he can be trusted. I'm forgetting the things which are behind. And I'm pressing forward. Listen to me. The blessings of God are forward, never backwards. Don't shrink back. Forward. Pastor was hard. Okay, but fight. Keep fighting. Don't stop. Pastor went through a hard time in my childhood. I did too in a different way. No one should compare. Life struggles. We have different battles, different things we've fought against. And no one should maximize their uh, struggle like it's the maximum. And you diminish other people's pain. Each one has a different pain, different story. But remember this. As long as you keep yourself bound. That's what God told the people of Israel. Listen. Forget the things, the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Say, I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. 
The Lord says, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing, I'm writing a new story in your life. You're going to be the one that is going to break the cycle of your family. Listen, oh, my dad this, my grandfather this, and, and, and they were alcoholics, and they were this, and blah, 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 and they were abused. Listen, it stops with you in the name of Jesus. You are the one that is going to break the cycle for the upcoming generations. You are blessed in Christ Jesus, and through Jesus, all generational courses were broken. Now, let me tell you what. You got to get hold of this truth and claim that just like you claimed salvation. Salvation was granted. The Bible says that Jesus died for the entire world. First John. But is the entire world saved? Come on, just talk to me. The only ones that are saved are those who claim and receive the gift, free gift of salvation through Jesus by faith. Same way go through uh, for uh, courses in the generations. It was granted victory. I must know what's been running in the, in the, in the ancestors and families. That's good to know. But I'm not bound to that because uh, you are the one that is going to break the cycle off of your family. And you're going to write a new story. And it's going to be different for you in the name of Jesus. Because that's what the gospel does. It brings restoration. It brings salvation. It brings deliverance. It brings freedom for those who believe. But God's word instructs us not to look behind. Look at Lot's wife, what happened to her. The angel said, when you go, when you come out of the city, don't look behind. Do not look it. That's what God's instructions. And that's also as a figure of speech of how we should live our lives. Lot was coming out of Sodom because Sodom was about to be destroyed. And they were all coming out and going. And lots and everybody was just like looking forward, looking forward, looking forward. That's how we should uh, move in the spiritual realm. Moving forward. That's the title of this message. I'm moving forward. They're moving forward. But then Lot's wife thought about the furniture in her home. And the wonderful decoration. And the friends. And then she looked back. She became a pillar of salt. And that's what happens in the spiritual realm. When you look behind and you try to focus your attention behind, you become paralyzed spiritually. Pillar of salt. Some of you are looking too much behind. Now, I'm not trying to ignore the past, saying there are no lessons to be learned. Because I look, I look at my mistakes and the things I've done wrong, and I can learn through them. But I will not dwell in them. Failure is not your dwelling place. Tell your neighbor that. Pastor, I failed. Everybody has at some point. Don't live there. Oh, pastor, I was praying, but then I didn't see the results and I stopped praying. Pray again. Get up and walk again. I, my faith failed. And listen, there is a new beginning for you. There is hope for you. There is forgiveness for you. There is restoration. But you must choose the way of healing. You must choose the way of restoration. And some people live in the past of others. I've seen kids who 
or, or, or young people who will not get married because their parents' marriage failed. You know, marriage is bad because, you know, my parents got divorced. You know, I mean, there's something unfortunate and, and, and bad that happened. But you cannot generalize on one person or two, even if the divorce rate is now 50%. People are still getting married. My question to you is, will you stop living because someone failed? Or will you be the one say, I'm going to go forward and I'm not going to fail in the name of Jesus? Come on. Do not stop your life because of other people's failures. Especially when you don't know all the elements. Right? Oh, I know there was a pastor who went into ministry, but then he, he, he uh, had to close the ministry and he, he, he fa- failed and, and he fall, fell into sin and whatever. I mean, I feel sorry for, for that pastor, but I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. And I'm going to stop what God is doing because of anybody. Come on, somebody. Stop looking for excuses for failure. Stop looking for excuses for unbelief. When God says to you, don't look behind. Stop, break the cycle of the past and break the pain of the past today in the name of Jesus. Choose to release forgiveness. Choose to move forward. Choose to be healed in Jesus' name. And to say, I'm going to be a different person with the help of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how the strength to do it. But I'm going to cry out to Him today. A faith connect in church and I'm going to be healed in my heart and I'm going to be delivered from the ghosts of my past. Come on somebody. Some of you are alive and, and seem to be well but there are ghosts hunting you. And I don't mean uh, ghost spirits. I mean like in a figurative sense. But demon spirits they know that. Do you know that the demons don't want you to be free from the past because God's word tells you to be free from the past. And the devil keeps rehearsing. He's a professional at that. He gets a pain from a human being. You know how demons work? Demons work through trauma, pain, offense. Demons work that way. And you know what the demons do? They keep rehearsing on your mind. Bringing memories to your mind. Oh, you know, yeah. That person said this, and that person did that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then and you go to sleep, and the same thing goes. And in the morning, it had the same thing. And, and he develops that feeling and that emotion. And do you know why people kill sometimes others? Because they make room for the spirit of, of murder and hatred to dwell on their hearts. And it keeps building up and building up as a demonic stronghold. And they get to the point where they can't take any more, and they go kill somebody. If you don't believe that, just watch. Um, I don't. I don't counsel you to watch, but watch ID. Some uh, at one point. How many have watched that? Um, I don't counsel you to be watching that the whole time because it's, it makes you depressed. But I've seen stories where people will have something against somebody, and then uh, that feeling will, will. It's a seed. God works through seed. The devil also works through seeds. And what you need to do for a seed to grow, you need to water that seed. And the enemy knows how to water the seed of hatred. The enemy knows how to water the seed of of, uh, bitterness. The Bible says, don't allow the 
root of bitterness to grow in your heart unless it defiles many. You know why? Because when you are bitter and hateful and resentful, you know what it's going to do? It's going to affect everyone around you. Am I right or wrong? Have you ever been around a bitter person at your job? How does that feel? You want to be around them all the time, right? You want to be like, get out of my face. I mean, the natural, right? I'm just like, you know why? Because it affects the atmosphere. And, and that's what the enemy wants to do with your life. He wants to keep rehearsing that pain. How many had, that's why I asked in the beginning, how many had pain from the past? Raise your hand. Everybody. Not one person will say, no, pastor, my life was perfect from the beginning. I've never had a problem in my life. Wow. Welcome to heaven. The Bible says in heaven there will be no, no tear. He'll, he'll dry all our tears. Wipe out all our tears. There'll be no suffering, no pain. But here on the earth, people go through a lot. And the enemy wants to keep rehearsing that. As, but, but I have good news for you. As long as you're not demon-possessed, <laughs> you, got, you got control. And you got, you got decision-making to say what comes in your mind and what stays in your mind. The devil cannot control that. It is your choice to allow this thought or not. As a preacher once said, you cannot prevent a bird flying by and dropping, you know, poop on your head. I mean, that may happen. Has that, has that ever happened to you? Has that happened to me? You cannot prevent that. But you can prevent from a bird coming and building a nest on your head. Because to build a nest, it takes time. I cannot prevent the bird from flying by. That's, that happens. But I can. If the bird comes, he's going to have a hard time. Because we're going to be like, get out of here. I'm going to kill that bird. <laughs> Same thing with the devil. You cannot prevent from bad thoughts from coming sometimes. Sometimes it comes for everybody. Not just, you know, pastor, I thought that your mind was just like, so, you know, never had a bad thought. Um, the devil attacks preachers too. But the thing is, you got to make a choice. When the dark comes, I choose not to allow that in my mind anymore. And I remove by authority of the name of Jesus. It is not that every day I wake up super happy and speaking in tongues and shouting in my house. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, man, I feel like this day is like, oh. But then you're like, oh, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. I don't allow this negative mindset to affect me. I don't allow this cloud of depression or oppression to come near me. It is your choice to attack what is coming against you. Or you can be passive. But listen to me. If you want to be victorious, you need to be active. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to speak on, more on that next Sunday about how to overcome. How to overcome the things that come against you. You cannot control what comes against you, but you can, you can determine how you respond to that. The devil throws a thought. You throw the word. He tempted Jesus. Jesus gave him the word. But it is your choice 
whether you accept these, th- these thoughts or not. If you accept them, I'm telling somebody they will need deliverance because you'll be like oppressed. And it just gets worse until you break it. I've been there. I know how it works. I know how the, how the enemy works on people's minds. I know that he works slowly and he's going, he gains territory. What does that mean? If, if he, he wants your, your little finger right here and you think that you can, um, bargain with the devil, if I give him a little finger, you'll, you'll leave me alone. No. He'll say, I want your other finger. And if you give him that, he wants more. He wants more. If you're fearful, for example, fear will cripple you. If you think you're going to negotiate with the devil and the devil will let you lose, no. That fear is going to grow, grow, grow until you can't take anymore. I remember the story of a young guy in Brazil. He started having fear of coming out of his house because he thought something would happen. One day he didn't leave. Oh, no, I'll be fine tomorrow. The more territory you give to the devil, the more he'll infiltrate. That's how he works. And then the next day he didn't go. And then every day, every other day he was coming and and going, but afraid to leave home, afraid to work, afraid to do this. He was a young man. Then for a week he didn't leave anymore. Then he would leave afraid and panic attacks and anxiety. And he was like, you know, really uh, terrified. I'm going to make a long story short for you. Little by little, that man stayed in his apartment until his death. And he died, I think, in his 60s or something. When he was a young man, he heard the devil. And he began to obey what the devil told him to do. And then little by little, that oppression grew and grew and grew and grew and grew until the enemy took his life. And that's what the devil does. But if you allow God, if you give room for the Holy Spirit to come in and break that cycle of fear, break that cycle of panic attacks and anxiety and depression. And if you say, in the name of Jesus, I can even struggle with that. But in the name of Jesus, I choose the way of freedom. I choose the way of healing. I choose the way of forgiveness. I choose the way of deliverance. And I shall be free because my Bible says, he whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed my bible says you shall know the truth and that word in the greek is gymnosko that means to to know in reality jesus said oh you shall know the truth know in reality know by experience and the truth will make you free but you must choose that way you must choose to serve god you know, pastor, it's really hard. You cannot make it on your own. Why, why, why do you think we need prayer? Why are we praying together here? Why did we fast? Why did we pray? Because we need to be on our face before God and recognize that we cannot do this on our own strength, but we need the power of the Holy Ghost. But you need to make, you need to stop giving room for the enemy. Every time you give him a little bit, he wants more. And he'll, and he'll not leave you alone because the enemy is merciless. There's no mercy in him. Don't ever think you can bargain with him. You, 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 you're not. 
either you rebuke him or he'll get a hold of you. That's how it works. Amen. Jesus said, you can never, the, the old wine cannot, the old, um, what's the name of it? The old wineskin. Sorry about that. The old, old wineskin cannot handle new wine. Because when the new wine comes, it will burst. Right? It will burst, it burst open and you'll lose everything. In order for you to receive the new wine, in other words, in order for you to receive the new that God has for you, you gotta let go of the old and receive the new wineskin. That means a new mindset. And sometimes it takes time to build a new mindset when you live your whole life with a terrible mindset. Some of you live for 30, 40, 50 years hearing garbage the whole time, even from your family. Your parents tell you you're not going to be anything. And then, and then the media says otherwise, and, uh, terrible things as well. And you're bombarded with negativity and a culture that is, that is departed from God. Listen, the world, the, the world pop culture is not godly at all. It is demonic. That's why Jesus said, the world lies in the evil one. Because the world, listen to me, the system of the world is doomed. And we live in a fallen world filled with sin, rebellion, hatred. That's the world we live in. And these things will influence our lives if we let it. Am I speaking the truth here? And then you heard bad things the whole life. And then here you come to Jesus. And Jesus says, you know, I, I have a new life for you. I have a new system. My kingdom is not of this world. In other words, change the mindset. You get saved like that. You believe in Jesus. You receive Christ. You're saved. But to change the mindset, it, it takes a process of renewing the mind. And some of you need to say, Lord, Hit that start button on the renew of the mind process, please. I want to change the thoughts that have permeated my life for years sometimes. Thoughts of defeat. Thoughts of despair. Thoughts of hopelessness. Thoughts of, of defeat in your family, in, in your finances. Oh, you know, my, my, uh, my ancestors, everybody in my family was broken. And everybody failed. And everybody, you don't have to be the next one. When you're in Christ, you belong to the family of God. Amen. In Jesus' name. You know, I, I hear people all the time saying, hey, my family runs, you know, it runs, you know, heart problems. It runs. I understand that there's a genetic code there that works in the natural. But listen, just because it is there doesn't need to be you need the next one to follow it. You can make a conscious decision in the spirit and in the natural to, to take measures to go against that. Am I right? Just because your family, you know, that's how my family is. Yeah, yeah, it is. But if you, there are triggers that cause this to happen as well. If your family, you got diabetes running your family and you go to Dunkin' Donuts every day. Yeah, you're, you're setting yourself up for that problem to, to, but if you choose the other way, say, you know what, my, my family has that problem, but I'm now in the family of God, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and I'm not gonna follow for that, going to Dunkin' Donuts every day, I'm gonna change my lifestyle, so that this will stop here! Hallelujah. 
You know, my family was broken. And, and I mean, people say, no, my family, was, my, my grandfather was poor. My dad was poor. No, I'm poor. But listen, it has to stop somewhere. Why not stop it with you in the name of Jesus? You are a child of God. You are more than a conqueror. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. And that cycle is broken in you in the name of Jesus. But you got you to gotta stop looking behind. Draw your strength. I was got the iPad, but here's the Bible. Draw your strength from here. Hallelujah. Claim these promises. There are thousands of promises here. And you know what some, some believers do? Oh, you know, yeah, but you know, that's just for the Jewish people. Uh, I don't know about you, but the, the Bible says that we were inserted. We were, we, we were inserted into that system of covenant. That's why there's a new testament. You know what? I, I'm almost done now, but let, you know why there's a testament? When someone is about to die, or, or years before, they write a will, or sometimes called a testament. And they decide what goes for who and how it works. In other words, the testament declares the will and releases resources for those who stay. Jesus died and rose again. And the Bible says he ascended unto heaven and he left us with a testament. In the testament, we see the will of God for his children. And the will of God for his children, listen to me right now. Is not to be oppressed by the devil. The will of God for his children is not to live under defeat. To not to live under a curse. But the will of God is to live in victory over everything. Oh yeah, are you saying you're going to have a perfect life? I'm not saying you're going to have a perfect life. You're going to have trials, yes. But the difference is, you know who is with you in the trial. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego were in the fiery furnace. How many remember that story in the book of Daniel? Did God deliver them from the fiery furnace... Did God allow them to go to the fire furnace? Yes or no? Yes. But you know what the difference was? The fourth man was in the fire furnace with them. And that's the good news I have for you. Yes, there will be trials. Yes, there will be problems. Yes, there will be challenges. But you got the fourth man. In the fire furnace. I'm going to leave you with one scripture. And then we're going to pray. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. And um, please get a hold of this scripture. And, uh, and put that on your, on your highlighter or something. Because it's, it's really important. Especially if, if, you, if you want to highlight what today's message was. is moving forward. We're speaking about moving forward. Leaving the things which are behind. And pressing forward for the calling of God. Let's read that. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And the Bible says, let us lay aside every weight. 
when you're running the race. You know, you know what weight is? Burden, worry, cares of life, um, anxiety. Now, now you may say, oh, pastor, but you know, that's how life is. I mean, you can choose that route. You can choose. Oh, life is hard and that's how it is and there's nothing I can do about it. Okay, you can choose that and live like, a, 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 you know, you can live a defeated life and even go to heaven in Jesus' name. I mean, that, and, and it's a blessing that you go to heaven. But you can also say, you know what? I'm going to lay aside every weight, like the Bible says. That means that when I put the weight down, I can run freely. Now try walk a mile with 30 pounds on your back or 50 pounds on your back. Be really hard, right? When you put that aside, isn't it easier to walk? God is telling you today, put aside the weight. Put aside the past. Remove that thing from, from, from your thought. And then tell the Lord, ask the Lord to heal you. Because let me tell you something. When the Holy Spirit heals, I told you the story of being bullied at school. Not so that you feel sorry for me. I don't need, you, I don't need your pity. Amen. I'm healed. Praise the Lord. I don't need you to feel sorry for me. Uh, that was years ago, and I overcame that. Now, the thing is, um, if I kept rehearsing that, and I, I would use that as a, as, a, as a crutch, as an excuse to live a defeated life and say, you know what? I can never, you know, preach because I was bullied at school, you know. I, I'm not diminishing anybody's, anybody's pain by any means because sometimes it's real. Sometimes people went through abuse when they were children, sexual abuse and things of that nature. This stuff is really rough and hard and painful to, to, to go through, right? I'm not diminishing that. However, once you encounter Jesus, there is power in the gospel and power in the Holy Spirit. Enough power in Him to deliver you from any type of bondage. I, I recently interviewed a, a young man um, um, that is an evangelist from Iowa. And he shared with me in the interview that he had a terrible childhood. His dad was homeless, his mom was homeless, and they were both drug addicts. And then he, he grew up going from house to house. His relatives were taking him and kid, even kidnapped him to save him from his mom. And he had a terrible upbringing. He got saved uh, by Christ four years ago, four and a half years ago. Got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Got discipled in a local church, was trained. And now he's an evangelist traveling all over America. And then when you talk to him, you don't feel like he shares like, oh, you know, a few sorry for me. No, there was freedom there. There was deliverance there. There was healing there. And then what happened is he let go of that. And when he talks about it, it's not like he wants you to feel sorry for him. When he talks about it, it's just to encourage people that what God did for him, he can do for you. What happened in your past can serve as a testimony. Amen. God can turn your mass into a message. God can turn your test into a testimony. Now you say, oh, Pastor Hermes, I went through this and I went through that. Then you overcame through Jesus Christ and you have now authority to speak on that issue. And you have authority now to minister to others who are now suffering the same thing you suffered in the past. And you can bring hope to them and say, if I overcame, you can also overcome. If I overcame depression, you can also overcome. If I overcame trauma, you can also overcome. Allow the Lord to heal you so much, heal your heart so much that what you went through will be a testimony that will set others free. Stand to your feet right now.
Come on, come somebody say amen today. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move, tell your neighbor that. Move forward. Move forward. Now, listen, this is something that nobody can do for you. I wish, you know, I could help some of you and say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. However, listen, this is something that is done on the inside. No one will be able to do for you. That's why you can, sometimes you can talk to people, counsel people, pray for people, do whatever. They choose the other way and there's nothing you can do about it. Jesus went through that. He spoke to the, to the um, rich young ruler. He told him, now, now let me tell you what. He told the young ruler to sell everything and give to the poor and come and follow him. Why? Did he tell everybody to sell everything and give to the poor? No. But why did he tell that young man to do that? Because that uh, his heart was bound by his riches and money was his God. So Jesus told him, hey, if you, if you want to follow me, you got to let go of that because your money owns you. One thing is to own money. Another thing is money owning you. And man, God wants you to have stuff, but he does not want stuff owning you. So he told the man, sell everything you have, give the poor, come and follow me. And the Bible says that that man was in front of Jesus, the son of God. And then he said, you know what, you know, sorry, Lord, I cannot make it. And then he left. Now you you say, "But, but Jesus did not convince him. Jesus told him, but you know what happened? You know what happened? Jesus did not go there and say, yo, you know, like, like, like in, in, in the modern church today, I mean, we, we would even do that. Oh, come. You know, um, are you sure you don't want to reconsider your decision? <laughs> come, come. I love you anyway, whether you sell it or not. Like, come and follow me. Like, I'll let you follow me if you just give 5% of your stuff. Come and, no. Jesus said, oh, oh, that's what you want. Okay, I respect your decision. God will not violate the decision of your heart that you have in, in staying bound. He'll give you an opportunity. He'll give an invitation. But he'll not violate that and say, you know what? Um, I choose to deliver you whether you want it or not. No. You have to respond and say, Lord, I want to be free. I want to pray for you, and um, I want to just close your eyes for a moment. I'm going to be quick, but I want to minister to you out of this word because I believe that there's freedom for some of you, freedom from from the past, freedom from negative talk. People told you cannot never make it, you, 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 and then that's been rehearsing. That negative talk has been rehearsing. I want to pray for those who are watching uh, online as well, and I want to pray for the church that is here. And next Sunday, we'll, we'll touch more on, on things that will enlighten you and it will cause you to live in freedom in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray that you touch your people that are watching this right now online. I pray you fill them with truth 
and cause them to rise above the circumstances that are oppressing them. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be freedom, that there will be, uh, Lord, restoration, forgiveness, and people be able to move forward from that pain in the name of Jesus, that there will be healing of trauma, healing of abuse, healing of things that have bound them, and there will be the balm of the Holy Spirit being poured out upon their hearts and minds, and they will run free. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to dismiss the broadcast. We'll see you. But I want to pray for the church right now.